Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles, if you will, tonight. So, so blessed to now just move and shift into the Word this evening. Thank you so much, Kelly. So appreciate you and your son, Zach. You know, Zach, I, I don't remember how many months ago it was, but Zach was here with your husband, Corey, and it was Zach's first time that he had actually played out with you guys on the drums. And Zach, you did fantastic tonight. Fantastic. Man, I know your dad is your mom, but your dad's proud of you too. So love you, buddy. I'm proud of you. Awesome. Psalm 23 tonight. And I feel like we're, we're going to shift into a really special space in God of receiving from the Lord. This is a really obscure passage. It's probably really hard to find in your Bibles there. Psalm 23. Thank you, Lord. Father God, as we come to your word tonight, I pray that your Holy Spirit moves upon your word and that the anointing destroys every yoke of bondage. That the anointing brings deliverance. The anointing brings healing. The anointing brings freedom and hope tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your life-giving word, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way, have your way, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I'm in Psalm 23. I'm reading out of the new King James Version tonight. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Hallelujah. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that beautiful? This past Tuesday night, we had the most beautiful time in our Power to Heal class. Holy Spirit began to move as many were beginning to share testimonies in their life of physical healings, but also healings of the heart, healings of the mind, healing of the soul in the emotional realm. And when we talk about the soul, really what we're talking about is our mind and our will and our emotions and our memories and our imaginations. That's what we're talking about. And as testimony began to be shared throughout the room, we had just, just a very special wind of the Holy Spirit come in. And a time of just healing and transparency uh, before the body, before the family of God. One of the dear women in our church shared a story and, and I'm going to keep this at a minimum, but she shared a story that she had, she had shared for the very, very first time publicly, how she had ran a nightclub and in her early 20s, and she had an experience where she was raped. She carried that child to full term, gave that child up to a family for adoption, and it was a powerful time of the, just the power of her testimony um, released 
such a power in the room. Her transparency, her honesty before the family and the Holy Spirit just began to move in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And I have been so impacted uh, from that night. It has stayed right before me. How many of you are familiar with uh, James Robinson's ministry? He has um, Life Today TV, him and his wife, Betty. Um, Their ministry is literally broadcasted to millions. And James Robinson, his mother, was violently raped. And she chose to keep her son. And aren't we all glad that she chose to keep her son? And I am so thankful for the woman of God that is in our church family who said, no, I'm going to keep my child. Isn't that beautiful? Come on, give God praise for that. I want to talk to you tonight about Jesus being the lover and the restorer and the healer of our souls. If you're taking notes tonight, tonight I'm speaking to you about Jesus being the lover and the healer and the restorer of our souls. I love this verse in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. David, who wrote these powerful words in Psalm 23, he is the shepherd psalmist from the city of Bethlehem. And he prayed Psalm 23, and he writes Psalm 23, and he says that the Lord is the restorer of our souls. Make sure you see those words. He says, the Lord is the restorer of our, soul, of our souls. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I learned years ago that sheep cannot drink from running water like a river or a stream, because of the way that their nostrils are actually created, they would drown in the river or the creek. So they have to be taken to a place where the waters are still. It's interesting that the Lord calls us the sheep of his pasture. He says that he is the great shepherd and his sheep know his voice. Amen. And the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Our good shepherd leads us beside still waters to drink. And you notice the next words that David uses. He says, he restores my soul. How many of you know that soul wounds are very real? Can I see your hand tonight? Soul wounds are very real. They're a result. Soul wounds are a result of our minds or our will or our emotions or our memory or our imagination being abruptly jolted and impacted by the shock of a wound, a wound that is actually impacted upon the soul of our mind. It leaves a scar that has to be dealt with. And I want, want to make sure you hear that again. It, it brings a scar that must be dealt with. It should not be left alone, and it should not be ignored. And I believe that all of us in our life, we have lived long enough to experience many soul wounds in our lives. And if we're not careful that those soul wounds even bring a potential in our lives at times to bring us to the brink of despair. We know the words of Paul that he writes in Romans 12 and verse 2 that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He says, do not be conformed to the spirit of this age or to the world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be, say it, transformed by the renewing of your mind. There There is a ministry of the Holy Spirit that is a transformational ministry from the inside out. I like to say that Christianity is not behavioral modification or just a sin management program that we go through. Christianity is the transformation of a heart and a life and a soul from the inside out by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's all the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I've got good news for you tonight that you don't have the ministry to change yourself. It is the Holy Spirit Spirit's ministry. The Holy, help me to speak right, Lord. It is the Holy Spirit's ministry deep within inside of you that transforms you from the inside out. Say amen tonight. And with soul wounds, I have good news. All things are possible with God. All things are possible. You do not have to live a life that is bound in torment or shame or condemnation. Most of the time, soul wounds will actually occur by what seemingly makes no sense to you in the natural. And someone inflicts hurt upon you or an abuse or an abandonment or an injustice or a, a trial is forced upon you and you are actually forced to start making your way through like a maze of confusion or bewilderment because of a soul wound. And it's at these times in our lives that we become very well acquainted with this prayer that is very theological, deep, and long. It's the prayer that's called help. How many of you are familiar with the prayer help? Soul wounds can actually not only be inflicted by other people, but soul wounds can actually, hurts can actually be inflicted or sins can be actually afflicted upon our very selves. We can hurt ourselves. We can actually wound ourselves. Oftentimes when pastoring people, it's the death of a loved one. There's family strife. Or there's a wayward or prodigal child. There's addictions that are being faced in lives. There's a financial pain. There's a stab in the back for someone. The list can go on and on and on. And these things can like hit you and just leave you spinning. Leave you in a place called nowhere. And this is why we are able to relate to David so well. He's so relatable. How many of you have found that out? He's so relatable in the Psalms. We have his writings that's called the book of songs or Psalms. But when we read it, we actually become aware that we're reading David's journal. It's his personal journal before the Lord. When you study the word soul tonight, you want to write it down. We're going to look at a number of things. But the soul is actually mentioned 341 times in the Bible. One hundred of those times is found in the book of Psalms alone. See, David is a man who understood soul wounds. Soul wounds. I want you to look at a scripture that's found in Psalm 88 for just a moment. And I'll give you a moment to go there and perhaps it's provided behind me tonight. But David writes these words and he says, For my soul is full of troubles. And my life draws near to the grave, and I'm counted with those who go down to the pit. I am like a man who has no strength. I want to read it again. For my soul is full of troubles. Have you ever been there? I want you to be honest tonight. Do we have, th- we have three honest people in the building? Oh, there you are. He says, my soul is full of trouble. Have you ever went through that realm of trouble or that address of trouble? And my life draws near to the grave, and I'm counted with those who go down to the pit. I'm like a man who has no strength. And honestly, ladies and gentlemen, in 2020, nothing has changed between David's day and our day. There's nothing new under the sun, the Scripture tells us. There's nothing new under the sun. Because we, too, face trauma. We face wounding of the soul. We we. We have challenge of the soul. We may not like to admit it, but sometimes we get to a place where we literally want to throw in the towel. And it's a natural reaction because of the things that we deal with in our soul. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not the odd man out. You're not the oddball sitting in this church tonight. We all go through a place of soulish warfare. The truth is, is our soul needs to be restored because our 
our souls have experienced damage. I want to say it again. David writes, he says, the Lord is the restorer of my soul. The Lord is the restorer of my soul. Why is this? Because our souls are wounded and our souls experience damage. But here's the good news. The good news tonight, again, is that David discovered this beautiful realm of healing in God not only for his body, but for his soul, for his mind, for his emotions, for his memories, for his imagination. And in Psalm verse 30 and verse 3, Psalm 30 and verse 3, David writes these words. He says, Oh Lord, you have brought my soul up from the grave. Do you see that? This is a real stark contrast from Psalm 88. He says, You have brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive. You ever felt like that? Literally that God has brought you back from the pit. God has brought you back from the grave where it looked like there was no other way. God took a hold of you and lifted you up so that you didn't end up in a dead-end streak. That I should go down to the pit. Now notice that this is the complete opposite of what David had been writing in Psalm 88. Is David confused? No, David's not confused at all. This is called the soul healing or the restoration of a soul. The restoration of a soul. Remember, he says, it is the Lord our God who restores our souls. And I want you to write this down tonight, the word restore. As I began to study this this week, the word restore means this. If you're taking notes tonight or if you're not taking notes, get at it. Come on. Restore means to bring back. I love this. It means to make a right. It means to reinstate. Hear this tonight. To restore means to reinstate. To restore means to replace. Restore means to bring back. I love these words right here. If I restore, it means it is reinstituted. I love that word. If I restore, if the Lord restores, he reinstitutes it. If the Lord restores, it means he reinstalls it. I love that word. If the Lord restores in your life, he is reinstalling you. Don't you love that? How many of you like the, 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 the installs or the updates on your phone or your computers running freshly? Y'all getting that tonight? It means to rehabilitate. If, if the Lord restores to you, he rehabilitates. He reestablishes. I love that. He reestablishes. He returns to a former position or a state. Once again, to restore. It means to return someone or something to a former condition, to repair or to renovate. When you think about that, you think like a building or a piece of art or an old vehicle. I, I know Zach was talking to me about the, the truck that they're restoring right now, him and his dad. What are they do, doing to that truck? They're restoring that truck. They're returning it to its original condition. See, when the Lord restores, my dear friends, hear this, He is fixing you. When the Lord restores you and I, what is He doing? He is mending you and I. When the Lord restores, He's refurbishing you. He's rehabilitating you. He's rebuilding you. He's reconstructing you. He's doing His remodeling work. Isn't that beautiful? When the Lord restores, He's at work. We talked about God being forever at work. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You know, God is always at work. Did you know that the fire of God never sleeps? Come on, the fire of God never sleeps. I'm going to try this side. My goodness, the fire of God never sleeps. God is always at work when you don't feel it. And you don't always feel it. You know, I don't always feel it. I don't always do ministry out of feeling, you know, goosebumps the size of hubcaps. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A mentor in my life, he said, Brian, he said, never build your ministry on your gift. Build your ministry on the Word of God. Push it out in front of you and hide behind it. 
And that's how you do ministry. It's the Word of God. It's the power of the Word of God. It's the power of the Word of God washing you to restore you. It's the power of the Word of God that will refurbish you. The Word of God will rebuild and restore your soul. If God restores you, I like this word, He revamps you. Or if He restores you, He gives you a total makeover. (laughs) He gives you, guys, an overhaul. There you go. Come on. I'm going to use a lot of scripture. This is going to be a very, very different message tonight. But I'm leading you up to a powerful, epic story about Jesus. In Exodus 15 tonight, Exodus 15, and I I want our media team to flow right with me. Are you guys with me? We're in Exodus 15. Do we have scriptures behind me? Okay. I heard somebody yell, I'm trying. Did somebody, somebody in the balcony? There's a head. Yes. Exodus 15 and verse 25. Are you there? We're going to go right through these scriptures tonight. I need to establish some things tonight. For I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. Aren't those beautiful words? Jesus is your healer. Jesus is still your restorer. He's your mender. In Exodus 23 and verse 25, you want to put these in your notes tonight and follow the scriptures behind me. Exodus 23 and verse 25, it says, So so you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Isn't that a beautiful promise? One more time. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. That's the promise of God. That's the promise of God, my friend. Can you say amen tonight? This is a quiet Methodist church I've just stepped into tonight. Are you here? Are you breathing? Okay, I've, I've come to bring a good word. I need you to be here tonight. Are you here? Okay, thank you. 2 Kings chapter 20. I'm going to be moving in the scriptures tonight. 2 Kings chapter 20 and verse 5. He says, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, follow the scriptures behind me, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will heal you. And on the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Listen to it again. I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will heal you. I love this transaction that happens between the prophet Isaiah and King Hezekiah here as King Hezekiah is crying out to the Lord. We know this scripture, it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and if they will pray and if they will seek my face and they will turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Come on. I will heal their land. This is God's dream. We've said it so many times throughout the beginning of this brand new year of 2020. We know that God is the healer of individuals. He's the healer of families. He's the healer of relationships. But we want to take it to a whole nother level. The Lord is the healer of cities. The Lord is the healer of cities. The Lord is the healer of nations. He's the healer of America. Come on. He's the healer of nations. He's the healer of cities. He's the mender. He's the restorer of a broken nation. He's the healer and the restorer of a prodigal nation, calling a nation home to himself again to a good father. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. Back to Psalm chapter 30 and verse 2. David writes these words tonight. David writes Psalm 30 and verse 2. He says, oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. And if I could pass the mic around this room tonight, 
you can hear story after story of epic story of those of us who have cried out to God and the Lord came through again and again and again. And you can testify tonight, He is the Lord, our healer. He's the Lord, my healer. Come on. He's the Lord, my healer. You need to say it tonight. He's the Lord, my healer. Woo! He's the Lord, my healer. Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. My God, folks, we are sitting here clean, holy, pure, set apart in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. All your sins have been washed and freed from you. Yet he goes on and he says, if that's not good enough news, he says, I'm the God who does what? I heal all your diseases. I heal all of your diseases. Psalm 107, verse 20 tonight. He sent forth his word and he healed them. He sent forth his word and he healed them. Put it in your notes tonight. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Are you seeing that behind me? For they are life to those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. What is that? He said, attend to my words. What, what, what brings health to your flesh? He says, my words. You incline your ear to my sayings. You do not let them depart from your eyes. You keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. They are health to all of your flesh. Isaiah chapter 53, very familiar passage tonight. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. We're going to distance tonight, and I'm rounding the bases slowly. I'm, I'm running the bases, but I'm kind of running them slowly. Because the Holy Spirit is moving throughout the room tonight to bring and release healing to the soul, healing of the mind, healing to the emotions, healing to the memory and the imaginations of men and women here. Those of you watching online tonight, there is an anointing. There is a ministry of the Holy Spirit that restores and mends and cleanses and heals to the uttermost. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. Glory to God. I want to take you to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17. I want to use your Bibles tonight. Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Are we there? Is it behind me? Help me. It says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me. And I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. A few pages over in Jeremiah chapter 30 tonight. Jeremiah chapter 30 in verse 17. Here's a promise. He says, I will restore your health to you, and I will heal your wounds, says the Lord you got to take this personal tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds. The Lord 
is going to restore your health to you. Are you going to receive that? Are you going to believe for that? In 2020, the Lord is making us younger. He is renewing our youth like the eagle. He is renewing our youth like the eagle. The Lord is renewing our youth like the eagle. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. I will restore health to you. I will restore health to your soul. I will restore health to your mind. I will restore health to your emotions. I will restore. See, there's only the Lord knows the deep inner crevices of our soulish realm and our spirit. You know, amazingly, when Paul wrote in the book of Hebrews about the Word of God, he says that the Word of God is so powerful and quick and active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, that it literally goes and divides between the soul and the spirit, between the bone and the marrow. It literally goes in between the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow. The Lord knows how to get into the deepest inner recesses of our souls, of our imaginations, of our memories. He knows how to penetrate and go into those places. I want to tell you, keep praying brave prayers and say, Lord, go to every crevice of my life. Pray brave prayers. Lord, go to the deep inner recesses of who I am to bring healing. I said Tuesday night, we have adult children, Brent and I, living with us now. <laughs> and you know, as adult children, or if they were young at age, I would never want our kids growing up in our house, living life around me and Bren in our home, but yet all the while, in the secrecy of their mind, in the secret place of their thoughts, in the sacred space of their thinking to have lies about themselves going on in the attic of their thoughts. I would never want that. I want my children, I want our family to live in total freedom to believe only what the Lord has said over us. And I want to tell you, my, my dear friends, my family tonight, the Lord doesn't want you believing anything that is contrary to His holy word spoken over your life, over your soul, over your destiny, over your purpose. He doesn't want you believing the lies of the enemy. He is the healer of your soul. He's the restorer of your soul. He's the restorer of health to you, and He will heal your wounds. No one is exempt from this. All of us live with soul wounds that have happened in our lives. And my friend, you have to expose those soul wounds to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because the good news is, you don't have to live all of your life with those wounds. I just have to do this because this is so bothering me. Thank you. It is such an aggravation. And for... It's just a little housekeeping preaching there. It's just so sorry for those that were so aggravated by that. It was really bothering me. And I'm free to do that. Amen. I'm thankful I'm free. Prophet Ezekiel. Sadly, that was my bag. That's my bag. So it's, uh, come on, Brian. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 16. I love this. It says, Ezekiel 34, verse 16, he said, I will seek what was lost, and I will bring it back, what was driven away. Bind up the broken, and strengthen what was sick. Isn't that mighty? I will seek what was lost. I will seek what was lost. I will bring back what was driven away. I will bind up the broken. See, that's the very words of Jesus in Luke chapter 4. That he, he comes to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the wounded souls, to set 
captives at liberty, those that have been slaved and in an ensnarement behind prison walls. He said, the anointing is upon me to break you out of those chains, to release you from that place of prison. The anointing is on me to bind up your broken wounds. Glory to God. The prophet Malachi chapter 4 Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. Is it behind me? Okay. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out. Sorry, everybody. You'll grow fat like stalled-fed calves. How many want that blessing tonight? How many of you want to just... Enlarge and yeah, there's no one raising their hand. So we're going to stick to healing in his wings. He said, my name, the son of righteousness, shall rise with healing in his wings. I saw everybody kind of suck in their gut a little while when I asked that. The prophet Hosea, chapter 14. I'm giving you the words. I'm giving you the promises of God. Because see, ladies and gentlemen, when the lights go off and the air conditioners are kicked off and the parking lot lights go off and we go back to our houses, when we go back to the privacy of our lives, when we go back to the bedrooms of our lives, when we go back to the streets that we walk on tonight or tomorrow morning, folks, you got to break out the power of the Word. you got to break out your Bible and you got to let the Word of God wash over you and you got to let the Holy Spirit remind you, I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, your healer. I am the Lord, your restorer. I am the lover of your soul. Hear the Lord tonight. He is the lover of your soul. I'm feeling this tonight. Hosea chapter 14, verse 4. Hosea chapter 14, verse 4. He said, I will heal their backsliding. This is God. Isn't that powerful? I will heal... They're backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from, from him. Isn't that powerful? I will heal their backsliding. Every one of us have experienced that in our lives. I'm telling you, that is good news. Let the Lord lasso you. Let the Lord keep you in his presence and heal you from backsliding. I want to go into the Gospels. If you go to the book of Matthew tonight, I'm going to go through a, a number of passages. If you'll get to the book of Matthew, I'll steer you in the right direction. How's that? We're going to go to chapter 4 first, book of Matthew. I've never had so many scriptures in my message tonight, but I felt like I just needed to take the word and let it wash over you tonight to build faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith comes by freshly hearing. Freshly hearing. I love what we were praying last week. How many of you enjoyed Russ and Kim and Shekinah being with us? And when we took a hold of our ears once again... And we prayed that we would have ears to hear. We would have prophetic ears to hear. That we would have eyes to see, to perceive. That we would have a, a heart to perceive and be obedient. I pray that tonight that we would have ears to hear as the Word of God is just washing and rolling over you tonight and strengthening you and actually healing you tonight. The Lord is healing you tonight. In verse 23, I'm in Matthew 4, it says, Jesus went all about Galilee. He was teaching in the synagogues, and he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And he was healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Isn't that awesome? And then a fame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them. Turn over a few pages to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Verse 16, it says, And he cast the spirits 
out with a word, and he healed all who were sick. Everybody say all. Now, if you want a deep word study tonight, in the Greek, all means all. If you want it in the Hebrew, all means all. In the Aramaic, all means all. In southern twang, Texas twang, with Texas toast, all means all. Did you all get that? It's powerful. You all still with me? All right, five of you are still with me. You still with me tonight? <laughs> Silence of the lambs has hit the church tonight. He cast out the spirits with a word. He healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. He himself took our infirmities, and he bore our sicknesses. He who became, he who knew no sin, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 20, he who knew no sin, he literally became sin for us. He became the curse on the tree. Do you know that Jesus didn't just take our sins, he became sin for us. Think of that. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is a beautiful word. He came and he bore our sins and he bore our affliction and our torment of sickness and disease. Matthew 9, just go over one more page. I like hearing those pages turn. It's, it's nice. Matthew 9, verse 35 and 36. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, and he was teaching in their synagogues. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, it says Jesus was moved with compassion for them because they were wearied, scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. I want you to see Jesus was healing every sickness. He was healing every disease. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what the kingdom of God looks like. That is what the kingdom of God looks like. When the kingdom of God comes on a life, sickness and disease is driven from that life. And if you've been praying, keep praying. If you've been contending, let me encourage you tonight. Keep contending and declaring the word of the Lord over your life that it is by His stripes that you are healed. And healing is the children's bread. Healing is our inheritance. It is your inheritance. And don't you let anyone take that from you. Matthew 10, you're going to jump over one more page. Jesus said in verse 7 and verse 8, Matthew 10, verse 7 and 8, He says, as you go, He said, preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what He's telling His disciples. Heal the sick. Read it out loud. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. One more time. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Wow, what a commission. An impossible commission without the power of the Holy Spirit. But it's ours. It's our inheritance. Matthew 14, in verse 14. Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. And he healed their sick. Matthew 16, put it in your notes tonight. I'm sorry, Mark 16, excuse me. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow who? One more time. Those who? Thank you, church. In my name, 
they will cast out demons. They will speak with new songs. They will, with, with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. They will lay hands upon the sick, and they will recover. Dwayne, I believe you're in this very room tonight because of the laying on of hands, and the Lord brought you back even from the brink of death in this room tonight, and we rejoice. Glory to God. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Wow, Brian, we're working our Bibles. Yes, we are, and that's good. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. I know this is a different style preaching tonight, but I feel like I just got to give the word. This is important. We got to give the word. Acts 10, 38, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Aren't those beautiful words? One more time. And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Did you notice that, that sickness and diseases is also connected? Connected to an oppression by the devil. You know, this may, this, I know, sorry, this is, this is deep stuff, but God is good and the devil is bad. Healing is good and sickness is bad. And joy is good and depression is bad. Are you with me tonight? I want to give you this scripture tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28. Is it behind me? Is it coming? And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. This is powerful to see. God put in the church first apostles. Are you seeing it? Second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles and the gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. I want you to see that these are the gifts that God put in the church, gifts of healing. This is the, the gifts that God has given the church for us to be operating in. Gifts of healing. James chapter 5. James 5. And I'm just about running home, and I'm going to slide into the plate head first. How's that? James chapter 5 and verse 14. Is there anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Can we read it again? Is there anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Isn't that beautiful? Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. I love this because I see body ministry, us ministering to one another. It was interesting, someone came to me in our Power to Heal class, and they said, you know, I didn't realize that these prayers that we could pray over everybody else, we could actually activate and pray over ourselves to be healed. That's right. You can pray over yourself and bless yourself to be healed. Speak directly to the element. Are you hearing me? 
Speak directly to it. Speak to the bone. Speak to the lung. Speak to the breath. Speak to the toe. Speak to the leg. In the name of Jesus, receive the virtue of Jesus. Cindy's back there laughing. I believe it was the second time Cindy came into our church many years ago, the first church that we pioneered in this region. And she didn't know what she walked into. Our church was just two weeks old, and she had come in, and and I was getting ready to preach. I said, wow, is there someone here who's got just excruciating pain in their left knee? And she was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? That's me. I, I, I don't know what to do. And she kind of put her hand up and I said, is that you? And she said, yes. She came forward, and in moments, the Lord wonderfully healed her. And you were scheduled to have surgery on that knee, correct? Say it again. And from that night, you were healed. From that night, pain-free. Come on, give the Lord praise. Come on. Second Corinthians one. Second <laughs> Corinthians one and verse twenty. For all the promises of God in him, who's that? In him, Jesus. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him they are amen to the glory of God through us. God's promises to you, my friend, today, they are yes. And they are amen. They are yes, and they are amen. Don't think that there's anything too small that you can't believe God for. Don't think that there's anything too silly to pray over. Right, right now in the Gibbs house, we're, we're praying over our little Shih Tzu. Lots of you have met Snickers, our little Shih Tzu. She's having such trouble in her esophagus. She's got such a terrible cough, and we've just been speaking over her, anointing her with oil, praying over her, feeding her honey to put it in her throat. Maybe we should put that anointing oil just on her tongue. <laughs> but don't ever think anything's too silly to pray over and speak over and believe God for a healing in your life or in your family. Amen? Don't take it for granted. See the healing wonders of Jesus released in your household. Whatever it is, Lay your hand on it. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. All God's promises, they are yes and amen today. I want to lead us to Matthew chapter 8 tonight, if you would go there. And I wanted to lead us up to this wonderful story. And I'm going to close with this story. And I've been working my way to this story. I would have felt like I would have done all of you a, a big disservice tonight if I wouldn't have laid out all of these scriptures tonight. And I know that going through and rooting through the scriptures, it takes time. <clears throat> it takes media. But this is so important. We've got to know, folks, that this is our inheritance, that divine healing is ours. And we've got to know that God is the restorer of our souls. He's the lover of your soul. He's the restorer of your heart. He's the restorer of memories. Some of you have faced incredible soul wounds in your life. You know, the Holy Spirit's ministry is to come in and to bring restoration to that place. You know, the Holy Spirit can even come in and erase memories that have tormented lives for years, even decades. It's hard to grasp the power the miracle power of the Holy Spirit. It's hard to grasp it. It's hard to even articulate, but you know it's true. When I think about the things that were shared, even in the privacy of our church on Tuesday night, the things that so beautifully were put on display to give Jesus glory, there's nothing like the ministry of the Holy Spirit to transform a life. There's nothing like it, folks. And we have to lean into His ministry completely and trust the ministry of the Holy Spirit and submit things to God. Open ourselves up freely in transparency unto God because He longs to go to those places to heal us in our inner man. 
The Lord longs to heal us in the place of our soul and in our spirit. He is the Lord who heals you. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8. This is such a powerful story. It's one of my favorites. And I'm beginning in verse 5. Are you there? And now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion soldier came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. He's laying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion. Now, a centurion is a, is a Roman commander. He's a senior staff role who had authority over 100 soldiers. He answered and he said this to Jesus. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and I, I say to this one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled. And he said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness where there, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And a servant was healed that same hour. I want you to see these words. Let your eyes just go up a few verses. And he says this to Jesus in verse 8. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. It's amazing that that centurion knew the power and the authority that was behind Jesus' words. He recognized authority. He understood authority. He recognized power. He understood power. And he knew that if Jesus was standing where he was, that when Jesus spoke that word, there was no time, there was no space, there was no distance between that word and what would be released upon his servant. He said, Jesus, you just speak the word, and my servant, he will be made whole. It's so powerful. Tonight, you hear Brian's voice, but it's the Lord's word that is speaking to you. You hear my voice but it's the Lord who's speaking to you. It is His words of life that restore and mend you. It is the Lord's words of life that puts you back together again, who mend you tonight. I'd like you to place your Bibles aside, and I'd like you to stand up. And I know you've been seated for a while, and you've been patient tonight. Kelly, I'd like you to come. In the presence of the Lord, there is always power to heal. In the presence of the Lord, there is always power to heal. God's presence is not just about for us to feel great, although it does. But His presence comes to heal and restore. Tonight, I believe that the Lord is going to heal sacred spaces in people. I believe the Lord's going to heal sacred spaces in people's soul, in their emotions, in their minds, in their memories, in their imaginations. I believe the Lord is going to heal people in their bodies. Tonight, if you need any type of healing in your life, 
I want you to step out from where you're at. If you have faith tonight, if you have faith tonight to be healed, I want you to step out from where you're at. I want you to join me in the altars tonight. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.